Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, your podcast platform proudly brings to you Mid-Peasants, the best podcast in the world, with your hosts, the Fluff Brendan and the Star Catherine, the Mid-Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at the Mid-Podcast and on YouTube at the Mid-Podcast 6436. Make sure you add those numbers. And if you want to support the show, you can do so by becoming a Patreon member. Go to patreon.com forward slash the mid podcast and select a tier that fits you where you have access to our random shit episodes. You can also cash app the show, dollar sign the mid podcast, or you can go to the midpodcast.com and get you some mid podcast merchandise. We've added some new items like our Nana story. And what the hell, mom, items. So go check that out. Every little amount helps us continue the show and allows us to go to cool events like WrestleCade. Now, it's time to entertain our mid-peasants with some... Hello, people. Hola, senor. Como esta? What's up? The sky right now. Had a fun week of wrestling. You don't say. I enjoyed it. Uh, I didn't do the seven street thing, days thing, but um, I did. I I, did NXT. I did pay attention to AEW this week, like I only do. There was a couple good matches on the NXT pay per view or plea. Uh, the only one that interests me was the Yulia and Carmelo match. But nothing compares to what happened on Sunday night. No. Because... What about Sunday? Sunday was Wrestle Dream. I dream about wrestling all the time. No, you dream about doing wrestlers. Bada bing, bada boom. I mean, I only have a list of what? Ten? A lot. It's only ten. How is a that lot. a lot? It's only ten and one owner. <laughs> and it ain't Vince McMahon. <laughs> uh, Billy Corrigan. Fuck no. I'll hit it, skank. Um, but no, AEW did Wrestle Dream on Sunday, and it is pay-per-view of the year, show of the year. Pay-per-view of the year? Every oh. other show. I don't know if I go that far. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. No, it's show of the year. You just told me it don't matter. How you dare you talk to your mother that way? It is show of the year. Every other show does not matter at all. Until full gear. Uh, it depends if a certain person's on full gear or not. Oh, my elite crate shipped yesterday. Nice for full gear. You need to pick the energy up. 
Well, I'm trying, okay? I know. It's not you, it's me. The ABC. Most, the most famous breakup line ever. It's not you, it's me. What's on ABC? Playoff baseball. Oh, I watched the Philly game last night. I was rooting uh, for Philly just because of Wheeler Yuta. Also, you like Bryce Harper. Yeah, that too. Who won that, uh, uh, shit, Arizona game? Well, I thought they Arizona. Oh, what was the final score? Like 6-3? It was 4-4 four, four last I've seen. Oh, I don't know. All I know is the Lions mm-hmm. own the fuck out of Green Bay. Fuck the Packers. The Lions are winning the Super Bowl. But anyways... Your dad said it'd be his luck he'd die before the Lions made the Super Bowl. I said, no, your luck would be they'd make the Super Bowl and then right as kickoff starts, you die. I said, at least you could say you've seen the Lions in the Super Bowl and if they lose, you won't be disappointed because you'll be dead. But anyways... We're talking about wrestling. And yeah. Which is what we normally talk about on this podcast. We don't talk about hardly anything else anymore. Well, nothing really entertaining's been going on. We were gonna do Oscar uh the Oscar the fuck the Star Wars thing. Yeah, I kinda of forgot about that. Yeah, I got to like episode three. And then Loki starts on Friday, so I gotta pay for the Disney thing. Actually, it starts tomorrow at 19. Yeah, I gotta get the Disney Plus back. You know what I did Sunday? What? I watched the whole fucking Jaguars game during church. I had my my um, Ray, uh, Raycons in, and I listened to the whole game. And watch the whole game during church. I'm going to hell. And I'm thinking about just getting the NFL Plus. Just to watch the game this week and then canceling it. Uh, NFL Plus only gives you the in-market games. You don't get any out-of-market games. So it's kind of fucking stupid. No, they're doing this one because it's from London. So everybody will get this one. Oh, they're not doing it on ESPN Plus again? Nope. It's only on NFL Plus. But you know if it had been on ESPN Plus, I'd be sitting there watching it again. And the good thing is I didn't have to cuss a lot because, you know, we look pretty decent. Ooh, Watkins Glen's in the playoffs next season. Boring. Ooh, the round of sixteen's going to be fun. Boring. Okay. We're not talking about other sports. Let's get back to wrestling. Yep. So what did you like overall about the pay per view without going into detail? The wrestling on it, every match was good. Every match was Good, really good, amazing, our greatest of all time. There was no bad match. Or at least on the main card. 
I didn't pay that much attention to the pre-show. <laughs> I did watch the pre-show because, you know, I'm good like that. I do my job for the podcast. But I did hear RJ City say he got his salad tossed. I did hear that. Oh, the commentary was something else on Wrestle Dream. Yeah, Mox on commentary. We need more of that. Yeah, I got some quotes. What did you like least about the overall pay per view? What did I like least? That the media scrum was like three hours long. I gave up. I went to bed. Yeah, I did too. It was already like going on 3 a.m. my time. Who surprised you the most? What do you mean by that? Like, who surprised you the most? Like, in ring? Their match? Um... Did somebody win you weren't expecting to win? I'm going to say the Chris Statlander and Julia Hart match. I thought I that match was really fucking good. Mm, I agree. I like Julia Hart. Right now, she she's my female wrestler of 2023. Uh, I would say she's the most improved. I think mine's Athena. There's no bias in that statement. There's plenty of bias in that statement. Who surprised you the least? As much fun as the six man was, uh, Sammy Guevara. We, yeah, we're going to talk about him. Yeah. Yeah, no reason being in that match. So, is this a new era in AEW? I guess you could say it's a rated R era. Yeah. Well, get technical. I mean, get a rated R with somebody. Just saying. Just saying. It is confirmed that we'll have Wrestle Dream 2024. Uh huh. Don't know where yet. Bring that shit to Charlotte. Yeah. Please. Bring it to Charlotte, like, now. I'm just saying, I I don't know who would be there. It would not be me. Mm, No, it would be. It would not be me. I wouldn't do something like that. Um, what else do I want to talk about? Um, did you know Wrestle Dream had five matches of? 20 minutes or longer? Well, what? The main event... I would assume the Danielson match. The six-man? 
I don't know which ones. I ain't pulled the time. Oh. You know what? Let me see. Cage match.com. Aid. Uh, no, that's not what I want. I want events. The cat scratched me yesterday. Well, he didn't scratch me. He just, like, put his claws out and gave me three spots on my arm. It looked like a vampire got a hold of me. Uh, <laughs> He's not the vampire I won't get in the holds of me. Alright, so... It's the Swerve and Adam Page match. Mm-hmm. The Danielson Zack Sabre match. Definitely seen that. The Six Man. The tag match. And the main event. You said there was six? Five. Five. Well, there's your five. Yeah, and the thing is, all of those didn't seem like they were 20-minute matches. No, because they were entertaining. It was cinema. It was cinema. But, okay, let's get into this bad boy. So we're going to start off with three matches? Four matches? I think we have four matches on zero hour. Oh, I did pay attention to the quality on match. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Um, So we had a mixed tag eight-way something. Something. I don't know. But we had Shane Taylor, Lee Moriarty, uh, Diamante, and Mercedes Martinez going against Athena, Billy Starks, Keith Lee, and I know I'm going to fuck this Japanese name up. Kojima? Kojima? The dude that wrestled Punk at Forbidden Door, I think. Kojima. Something like that. I'm going to pronounce it Kojima. I'm not fluent in Japanese. (laughs) So we get the ladies starting off. So we get Billy Starks and Martinez starting off. Martinez starts working over Starks. Then we get Diamante and Athena in. Then Athena and Billy take out Martinez and Diamante. Athena wanted to uh, fight Shane Taylor. She could take him. But instead she has to tag in Keith Lee. Then we get big meaty men slapping meat in the middle of the ring. Can't go wrong with big meaty men slapping meat. Yeah, I guess not. I mean, I always thoroughly enjoy it. Moriarty takes down Keith Lee. We get Taylor back in for a beatdown on Lee. Then, what did I say? Kajuma, Kajima, and yeah. Moriarty. Uh, then we get Kajima with rapid uh, machine gun chops to Moriarty, then a DDT. We get Keith Lee takes down Shane Taylor. Then we get Athena with an O face to Lee Moriarty. So she gets her hands on one of those men. Mm-hmm. And um Kiyojima pins Lee Moriarty for the win after a nice lariat. 
It was a decent match. It was for what it was. Then next we have Josh Burnett, who I had never heard of, but was thoroughly impressed with after this match versus Claudio. And um, I was shocked when Moxley's music hit. I was like, what the hell? But Moxley gets on commentary. And we're going to discuss this later. Um, We hit Barnett with an armbar. We get some great grappling between the two. Then Barnett uh, goes for a knee bar. Claudio with elbows. Then we see Barnett with a dragon screw to Claudio. Barnett then kicks to the inside of Claudio's leg, trying to take the big man down. They begin to exchange blows. Then Barnett with an over-under slam gets a two-count. Claudio with his giant swing. Then he hits a lariat into an octopus hold. And Claudio gets the win. I think I need to see another match between these two in the future. Um, Wrestle Kingdom sounds like a good place for it. Then Barnett gets on the microphone and says they don't understand how great Claudio is. And says that Antonio Inoki would be a fan of his. Claudio tells Barnett anytime, any place. Then Mox on commentary says the pay-per-view hasn't even started and we are giving you this shit for free. Yeah. He got fined for it. Supposedly. It's a pay-per-view. Yeah. I think it was supposedly. Next, we have Luchasaurus versus Nick Wayne. We all knew the outcome of this. Um, Luchasaurus comes out and he was looking for Christian Cage to be on his uh, right side. Um, I was impressed with Nigel dropping Star Wars references. <laughs> uh, Wayne comes out hot. Luchasaurus plants Wayne on the back of the neck. Then we get Luchasaurus with chops to Wayne. Then he goes for a choke slam. Wayne gets out, hits Luchasaurus with a kick. Still don't bring the big man down. Then Luchasaurus choke slams Wayne over the top rope. We get a moonsault by Wayne, but only a two count. Then Luchasaurus with the win after a shot to the back of Nick Wayne's head. Uh, yeah, this match was kind of over when it started. Nick Wayne had no shot. Yeah, basically. Just saying. But, yeah, more in the Nick Wayne later. Then we get the TMDK versus the Acclaim for the Trio Championship. Oh, Lord, worst ref ever. Why is Aubrey pushing Billy Gunn, stupid cunt? We get Tito and Caster starting off. We get a shoulder tackle, shoulder tackle by Tito. Then Caster with the suplex. Gunn comes in. Then Billy Gunn hits a shoulder tackle. And like usual, Cunt Face 4 is not paying attention. TMDK takes Bowens down. Tito with an exploder on Bowens. Damn, she's awful, but I'll put in my notes. The ref is slow with the count as Tito had Bowens pinned. Bowens then tags in, tags in Billy Gunn, who comes in hot. We get Tito with a German suplex on Billy Gunn with a two count. 
and the acclaimed retains, which I am not surprised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I like the clamor. I just didn't care is. about this match. I already knew they were going to win. I've been over the acclaim for a while now. But it is what it is. Stress the pre show. At least they saved the, the two suckiest matches for the end, I suppose. Yeah. But, I mean, that's kind of not how you would get people to buy the pay-per-view that were watching Zero Hour that hadn't bought the pay-per-view yet, though. Just saying. No. But. So now we're moving on to the actual pay-per-view. And our first match of the night is the gorgeous, fine, kosher-ass MJF. In a handicap match versus the Rijas for the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championship. MJF comes out with his ROH belt and Adam Cole's belt. So can I call him three belt MJF? Sure. MJF addresses the rumor that he attacked Jay White, says that someone stole his mask. Okay. Sure there, bud. We'll get into that a little bit later. If if that's what you wanna wanna go with. Then he calls the righteous dollar store devil reject dickheads. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I am so using that on people now. Um, he starts off doing the Sports entertainer stuff. Then MJF with a toe takedown. The righteous begin double teaming him. Vincent with a knee. Then Dutch with a clothesline. The crowd begins chanting MJF. The Dutch begins working on Max's neck. We get um, two covers by the righteous and MJF kicks out. MJF then grabs Vincent's balls and uh, he don't let go for like a good 10-15 seconds. It be like that sometimes. Just kind of happens, you know. I mean, I think you may not would have grabbed MJF's balls, but I don't think I would do what MJF did to Vincent with it. <laughs> Just saying. And I'm not saying what I would use to grab his balls with. The thing you talk with? You said that, not me. You weren't going to say it, so I said it for you. MJF finally body slams Dutch. Then he hits the famous kangaroo kick. And he does a heat seeker on Dutch and gets the pin by using the rope. He also shoved Vincent's head up Dutch's ass. Uh, yeah, that too. Thoughts on the match? Uh, it is what it is. I do like when he went off on Alvarez in the media scrum. We'll talk about it at the end. I got notes on a few things from the media scrum. That was fun, but yeah. Uh, next, we have um, Shibata versus Kingston for the New Japan World Strong title and the ROH World Championship. We get a lockup Kingston with chops. Shibata's asking for more. 
Kingston, Shibata with chops to Kingston. Then Shibata with a round kick gets a two count. Shibata with an arm shot scissor on Kingston. Shibata with the ankle lock into a figure four by Shibata. Kingston gets to the ropes to break the hold. I did notice that this ref was from New Japan. Yeah. Shibata with a bow and arrow on Kingston. Kingston with a high ankle backdrop on Shibata. Then he begins with his famous chops. Shibata with forearms to Kingston's jaw. One of them connected. I thought he broke the man's jaw. We get both men down. They exchange with disc chops. Shibata with a kick. Kingston retains and he still holds two belts. Eddie two belt? Eddie two belt. Everybody's drunk uncle two belt. Um, match was it. It is what it is. Think this was Shibata's worst match since being in AEW? I thought I was the only one that noticed that. But, I mean, it was still a good match. I'm not saying it's a bad match, just... I think this might have been the worst match on the main card. Which is saying a lot because of how many other matches matches were great. That'd be like that. But some shows it do be like that. Yeah, it do be like that. Oh, remind me when we get done. I need to tell you something. It it pertains to wrestling, but it don't pertain to wrestling. Is it Mercedes Monet? No. It's something about somebody we know. All right. So next we get our only female match of the night on the main card. Which, of course, you know, all them social, social justice warriors were bitching about it. We want more women's wrestling. We'll sit your ass in the seat and watch women's wrestling. Yeah. I enjoyed this match. I didn't like the outcome, but we'll talk about that in a few. Um, We get a lock up. Statlander forces Hart into the corner. Then Stat with elbow strikes. Julia with a kick. Then Stat into the rope. Julia with a roll up gets a two count. We see Julia with some nice moves on Statlander. Julia pulls leg out from Stat, and she goes hard on the ring apron. I thought she might have broke her nose right there. Then Julia and Statlander begin fighting outside the ring. Julia with an abdominal stretch on Statlander. Then Stat with a scoop slam to Julia Hart. Julia kicks out after a blue thunderbomb. Who has the best blue thunderbomb? Statlander or Takeshita? Sammy Zayn. No. Um. Julia is going to spray the mist into Statlander's face, but Stat slaps the mist out of her mouth. We get a moonsault from Julia. Between Julia Hart and Tiffany Stratton, them two have the best moonsaults for a female. Yeah. She gets a. They do it better than the men. Than some of them. Yep. Julia gets the two count as Statlander makes it to the ropes. Stat retains after two power drivers. Boo. Then we see Brody King carries Julia to the back over his shoulder. 
Your thoughts on that match? Um, again, this for the women, they showed out, did what they had to do, and it was a good match. Probably the best women's match of the weekend. Then again, I didn't watch NXT. That Becky Lynch Tiffany Stratton match, that was a decent match. Like, I would have to tell you, that's probably one of the best matches I've seen Becky Lynch do. And you know how much I hate Becky Lynch. Well, you also, you aren't that big of a fan of Statlander either. I'm not neither. And this was a, I, I was impressed with that. Her knees didn't give out. She just needed some time to um get back to it. Moving on, then we have our four-way tag team match featuring the Guns versus the Young Bucks versus Orange Cassidy and Hook versus the Lucha Brothers. Orange Cassidy and Hook are the only team in this that are not brothers. Yeah. Of course, somebody said they could be bro- brothers by another mother. Somebody on commentary said that to Taz, I believe. So we're going to start the match off. We get Nick and Ray Phoenix starting off. OC tags himself in from Nick Jackson. Colton tags himself in after Penta had been tagged in. The guns are trying to pin each other, which is kind of smart. So would they win? Maybe if one of the they tagged somebody else. So if like Matt Jackson tagged in Colton and uh Penta tagged in Austin, technically they would have to fight each other. Even though they're on the same team. I would assume. I think it was a smart move. The ref wasn't going for it though. Gotta be fair. At least he did his job. The guns get a super kick by the young bucks because you know it's a super kick party. Still less super kicks than what the Usos do. Matt Jackson comes in with Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy tags in Hook. We see Hook with rights to Matt's midsection. I do some things from Matt's midsection. Matt with a suplex on Hook. Hook with a high crotch suplex to Matt Jackson. Phoenix is nowhere to be found. Looks like he injured his shoulder, which was already previously injured from what I'm hearing. So Penta has to manage this on his own. We get Austin with jabs to hook. Then we get a sling blade to both of the guns by Penta, who does the prettiest sling blade in the business. It's one of. Who? Who? Who else? Finn has a pretty cool sling blade. Who? Finn. Hook makes a blonde tag. Hook with the red rum. Nick with a tag trying to seal it. We get a super kick to Hook. Then we get the BTE trigger to Penta and the Young Bucks with the win. Um, I feel like the Gun should have won this match. Mm. As long as it wasn't Hook and OC. I was fine with whoever. What? Is a big Orange Cassidy dick sucker as you are? No. 
it wouldn't have made sense. I, uh, I mean, you just got done doing Young Bucks FTR like a month ago. I don't need mm-hmm. Young Bucks FTR four. Yeah, and that's what I'm getting. But I wonder, which we'll get into it later. So I'll say it then. Next, we have Swerve versus Hangman. You know who I was rooting for in this ha- match? Adam Page. Yeah, no. Who Prince has- Nana. Swerve. Oh, no, I love some Prince Nana. Seeing white people do the Prince Nana dance. It's hilarious. Kind of weird. It's hilarious because most white people don't have rhythm. Just saying. I've been a Swerve fan since he signed with AEW. Swerve's a cool dude. I got to see him wrestle live in South Bend. Got to see him wrestle live in Norfolk. You know who else I got to see wrestle live? Fuck you, asshole. Athena. Fuck you. Fuck you. You are officially dead to me now. You know who else I've got to see live? See MJF. Another one. I've seen MJF wrestle twice. Sting. Got to see Sting wrestle. I got to see CM Punk wrestle. Twice. Yeah, because I seen him. It was at the Greensboro show. And then then he did Wardlow. Oh, I got to see him three times then because I seen him wrestle at Collision too. (laughs) Yeah, you got to see him on his final Collision match. I did, didn't I? I didn't yeah. think about that. Fuck, I did. And I have floors for that bitch. Hell yeah. I think it was his final collision match. Yeah, because that's when he dropped the uh, Hangman promo after the cameras went off while they were switching over to Ring of Honor. Mm, out of nowhere. That I may or may not have on video. But I didn't post it online because I'm a good person like that. Anyway, let's get back to this word match. But, I mean, I did make a sign to take the Norfolk saying whose house swerves hell. We get a lockup as the crowd begins to chant whose house. We see Swerve with a headlock into a shoulder tackle. Hangman sends Swerve into the corner. Crowd chanting Hangman sucks. I totally agree with the Seattle crowd. We have Swerve with a nice takedown. Hangman with a fallaway slam. Hangman with a lariat to Swerve on the apron. Sends Swerve into the barricade, then a moonsault. We get a two count as Swerve kicks out. Then Hangman begins to work on Swerve's hand, which he stabbed with an ink pen during their contract signing during Dynamite. Swerve hits a brainbuster for two. Swerve Thumps at Hangman. Then he goes into the house call, gets a two count. Hangman hits a dead eye to Swerve on the steps. Hangman going for the butch, buck shot. Swerve catches, catches him. Swerve trying to break Hangman's arm. Swerve stomps on the apron. Then he goes up and does a 450 to the arm, gets a two count. Swerve with a cross arm in the ring. Hangman makes it to the ropes to break the hold. 
Hangman with his buckshot, but he can't cover because of his arm. Then we see Prince Nana put Swerve's boot on the rope. Hangman going back for another buckshot. Swerve hits Hangman with Prince Nana's crown, gets a two count. Then we get a house call from Swerve into a JML driver, and Swerve gets the win. Then we see the members of the embassy come out to congratulate Swerve. Um, this is tied for a match of the night in a three-way tie. There's a three-way tie for a match of the night. And this is up there. Everything about this match was awesome. Start to finish. The crowd was into it. And it was just the best match. I feel bad for whoever had to follow it. Which was Yuda and Starks. Mm-hmm. Do you see Swerve as AEW champion in the future? Yeah. Do you see him getting it before Ricky Starks? Yeah. Do you see Ricky Starks jumping ship if he don't get the AEW championship? Yeah. Okay, then. So now but go- oh. I, th- I like Ricky. I just think he would do better in the WWE setting than he would AEW. So next, we move on to Yuta versus Ricky Starks. I'm a fan of both. We get Mox on commentary again, says he was fine for his language earlier. Sure, Mox, we'll go with that. We get grappling between the two. Yuta showing some fire. Starks drops Yuta on the top rope. Starks has Yuta in the corner. Yuta fights back on Starks. Big Bill comes down, Starks with a DDT, gets a two count. Then he goes into a power bomb for another two count. Yuta with chops and elbows to Starks. Then Yuta with elbows, he almost got a pin. Starks with a spear into a Rochambeau, and Starks gets the win. Um, the smash was fine. Had to follow Swerving Hangman. That was tough. And it was tough to do. Oh, wow, another building error by Tampa Bay. Who's Tampa Bay playing? Texas. Oh. That's five in the first two games of the series. Oh, wow. I will say Utah has, like, greatly approved, improved since joining the Blackpool Combat Club. Oh, wait, it's not an error. It hit the ground first. But, yeah, he has... He has more of a character. And there's been discussions on Twitter today that if Daniel Garcia has had the opportunities like Ricky Starks, Garcia would be in a better place. Garcia doesn't have the charisma that a Ricky Starks has. Like, Daniel Garcia is excellent in the ring. Like, his wrestling ability in the ring is great. But he has no personality. He's got to find some personality on the mic. And that's Once what the problem that, was with Yuta 
then you joined the BCC, and now and you see Yaz's personality. He dropped that promo last Wednesday on Start, and people were saying that was probably his best promo he's done. That or the one where they filmed it on the stairs. I forgot what he said. What I don't understand, like, with, with some of these guys that don't have, like, charisma or personality, or even with Julia Hart, I don't think she's that good on the mic. She needs some improvement on that part. You've got fucking Christian Cage in your company. He is a master on the mic. And now you have somebody why, else. Why are you not having him give promo classes? Or like you could go to Max for help on promos. Mm, no. You could go to Swerve for promo help. He cuts good promos. Then again, Swerve is just that guy. But I mean Danielson. Yeah, I don't think Danielson is really good at promos. I mean he's not bad. He's not like on a Christian Cage level. Well, Christian's also just Christian. Who else in the company that could give good promos? Can't think of anybody right now. When Kenny is on, Kenny is on. Chris Jericho's another one that gives good promos. Yeah. Give have. Christian Cage and Chris Jericho give promo classes? Mm. And now you have somebody else that could help you who's good on the mic. Mm. But we'll get into that later. Not as good as Christian. No, there but was... he's still solid. He's solid, but he is no Christian or Jericho. Uh, where am I at? Oh, next we have the match that everybody's been waiting for the dream match that we were deprived of for Forbidden Door 1. And I apologize if you hear wind. I'm outside today. Um, Brittle Brian versus Zack Sabre Jr. And Brittle Brian came from everybody's favorite commentator, Nigel McGinnis. I cannot confirm or deny I did have a sign at Collision since I'm only here for Nigel and Riccoboni. Um, this is going to lead to a uh, Danielson Mox versus Sabre and Nigel McGinnis match. We're definitely going to get another Sabre match. Danielson Sabre match. And I'll, I'll tell you why in a minute. First note. Oh shit. Horse face cunt is ref. Which that was Danielson's personal choice. Mm. Bitch needs to be fired. So before we actually get into the match. Your thoughts on Danielson coming out to his regular theme? TK had to spend the money for something else. Which he had only previously licensed um, Final Countdown for two pay-per-views, and he's done used them. 
And I mean, All In is a big pay-per-view, so I could see using it. He didn't use it for All In. I mean, um... All Out. All Out. But, uh... Yeah. It is so what it is. Would you have dropped the money for, for that again? For this particular pay-per-view? Maybe. But then again, your funds kind of had to go into somewhere else. This man got unlimited funds. So money is not an object for him. Okay, your funds might have have to gone into two people. But anyway, the crowd begins chanting holy shit before the match starts. As you just have both guys standing in opposite corners looking at each other. Then we see Danielson going for Zack Sabre Jr.'s arm. Danielson has taken down Zack twice. They begin counter each, each other with octopus stretch. Zack with a full mount. He's switching back and forth. Then we have Nigel on commentary, who is awesome. Love Nigel. Like, could you imagine Nigel doing commentary while you're having sex? Oh, God. No. I just say it. I mean, if you have to have commentary for me, I would say, I want Nigel Lincoln. Moving on. I tried to make the podcast be funny. Uh. Oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. It's... Oh, uh. it's you pig? They begin exchanging forearms as Nigel is blatantly cheering for Zack Sabre Jr. Sabre Jr. stomps Danielson's right arm and then goes into some joint manipulation. I can manipulate someone's joint. Um, then he begins to kick Danielson's right hand. Danielson with a trip and begins kicking Sabre Jr.'s leg. Then we see... Brian Danielson with a dragon screw to Sabre Jr. That looked bad. Like, I literally thought that Zack Sabre Jr. like tore some ligaments. There was a lot of shit that went on that I was like, what the fuck? Like, I literally thought he done tore his ACL, MCL, whatever L you got in your knee besides those two. Yeah. Then we have Danielson with kicks to Sabre Jr. who is hanging from the rope. Then we get an avalanche butterfly suplex by Danielson. Danielson with stomps to Sabre's head. Then we get a European clutch by Sabre for a two count. Then we have Nigel yell and ask him as Sabre has uh, Danielson in submission. (laughs) So Nigel was yelling at Comface Whore to ask Danielson if he submit. That was great. Then Nothing. We see... Huh? Nothing beats Mont saying fuck this guy. Then Danielson with a psycho knee for a two count. Danielson with uh another one gets the pin and win. Mox goes, holy shit. Tells Nigel that they make a great commentary team. Mox and Nigel, that's all I need. Mm-hmm. Make that the collision team. Oh my god. Next, 
or any thoughts on that match? Uh, this was tied for match of the night as well. I said I got three. You can't have three. There's no well, such thing. It was too hard to decide on just one, okay? Well, you have to pick just one. Well, I'm picking three, and it's a three way tie. But, yeah. Oh. This match was great. And this that's all I have. Today. Aw. But anyways, what's next? Um, hold on. Um, next we have a six-man tag between Jericho, Omega, and Ibushi versus Guevara, Takeshita, and Osprey. And can I say, Takeshita and Will Osprey posted a picture of themselves together after this match, or before this match. You want to talk about a thirst trap. OMG. Oh! Since somebody cool joined AEW for the show tonight, a thousand tickets have been. Oh, interesting. Very interesting. But the six man match, Jericho did his part, Omega did his part, Kota, we're getting back to prime time Kota Ibushi. Little by little, he's getting more and more back into the Kota I fell in love with. Osprey yes, always shows up, Takeshita always shows up. Then you have Samuel Guevara. This could have been anybody else in this match. We're gonna talk anybody about that else. We're gonna talk about that at the end. Again, we are fought because cunt horse taste ref. We get Osprey and Omega starting off. Um, I'm kind of getting the itch for another Osprey Omega match. I think it's been enough time since their match. Well, what? The first one was in January. The next one was in June. Mm-hmm. I think I wrestled Kingdom again. Um, then Guevara comes in. The crowd is booing and saying, fuck you, Sammy. I agree. Sammy mm-hmm. with a headlock on Omega. Omega counters with a wrist lock. Omega with rights to Sammy. Yeah, punch his face in, Omega. Jericho with chops to Sammy. Osprey comes back in with Jericho. Jericho takes down Osprey. Um, Jericho, you cannot be doing that to Papa Will. Omega and Jericho double-teaming Osprey, which is definitely a fuck you to both of y'all. 
<laughs> Sammy gets on the mic at the commentary desk and says, this is illegal, this ref sucks. I agree, Sammy. It's the only thing I agree with you with. The ref sucks. Maybe you should focus more on the match instead of talking shit at the commentary table. Then I want, then we get a standoff, and I want to say something, but I can't say it, so I won't. So we just have a standoff. <laughs> it was a line from Transformers, but then we have Jericho, Omega, and Ibushi all flying over top ropes to take out the Callus family. Osprey bounces off the rope with a kick to Omega. Then we get Takesha and Omega now. The Alpha gouges his eyes. Ibushi comes in uh, to get uh, Takesha off of Omega. Omega with a slam. Misses the moonsault on Papa Will. Omega goes for the tag, but stopped by Will. Takesha hits the blue thunderbomb. Gets a two count on Omega. We see some, uh, Guevara with a moonsault. Omega don't kick out. Ibushi has to break it up. Omega begins to fight back. Jericho comes in, takes down Sammy. Ibushi's tagged in, and he poses with Jericho, like Jericho and Sammy Guevara used to do. I'll give you that. That was kind of cute. <laughs> Ibushi with kicks to Will and Sammy. Jericho with a lion salt on Sammy gets a two count. Omega over the top takes out Osprey and Takeshita. Sammy with a shooting star press to Omega on the outside. Osprey and Omega exchange blows. We get a snapdragon on Osprey. I mean, I like Kenny, but Kenny, you can't be doing that to Osprey. Yeah, you can. And Sammy, no. Sammy hits the cutter to Omega. Sammy with a code breaker to Jericho gets the one count. Abushi rises. One punch takes out Will, then he takes out Sammy, and then him and Takeshita begin exchanging blows. We see Ibushi with a clothesline. We get a sky twister press on Omega and Ibushi by Will Ospreay. There we go, Will. <clears throat> the ref begins to check on Will. Jericho with blows. Jericho with a two count because Will is holding the ref down. Then we see Don Callis with the bat to Jericho's head, and Sammy Guevara with the pin to Jericho and the Callus family wins. Yeah. Again, the sixth man was great. The fourth best match of the night. But Sammy Guevara should have not been in this match. He was the worst part about this match, and there was a 52 year old Chris Jericho in it. So, my thoughts I agree, Sammy was the weak link in this. He spent more time showboating. I get where they're going, though. But you let Sammy pin Jericho for the win. I would have had Takeshita maybe pin Jericho. Takeshita pin Omega. I don't know if I'd have Takeshita pin Abushi. 
I think no. we're gonna get them at uh full gear. Mm-hmm. Or maybe pin Abushi to set up a match for full gear. Or you let Osprey pin. Or you let Osprey pin anybody. But Sammy with the pin. I mean, I know Sammy's a TK guy. That's probably the only reason Sammy got the pin. But probably so, for putting him over again. I just think that they should have kept the Jericho and Sammy stuff separate. And I feel like it would have been much better if it was Kenny and Bushi against just Osprey and Kesha. Which we may be setting up to that because, I mean, nobody knows if Omega is hurt or how well his injuries have healed whatever, when he come back. Because, you, you know, he hasn't done a lot of singles matches. Yeah. So I think they're protecting him by putting him in, like, trios and tag matches. But it is what it is. Well, I mean, it was a good match. It was a good match. We do match with Takeshita and Will Ospreay is a good match. Mm, not their strap. I cannot confirm or deny that picture is on my phone. It is. It's probably your lock screen. Uh-uh. My lock screen has not changed since you've been here. Oh, it's still TK. It's still a picture of TK's ass. Next, we have FTR versus Aussie Open for the AEW Tag Team Championship. Mm. I thought this match was a letdown. So, I think what killed this match is that it followed the six-man. Texas Peagles home run! Okay, keep going. But, um. It followed the six man, which the crowd was into. And it followed the same thing, like the Ricky and Yuta match. That had to go up against one of the best matches of the night. see them. So. It also doesn't help Mark Davis got hurt in it. Well, yeah, and I'm wondering if they were gonna put the belts on Aussie, and then Davis got hurt, and then they just be like, we keep them on FTR. That's what I'm wondering. Because I feel like it would have been... up to it would make you believe as a fan that Aussie Open was gonna win. That we would have got Young Bucks Aussie Open at full gear mm-hmm. instead of Young Bucks FTR four FTR four, but maybe if there's a December pay per view. And see, these or... were questions. These would be questions I would be asking if I was in a media scrum. Not these fucking dumb ass, lame ass questions that these motherfucker 
so-called journalist asked. Well, they're not journalists. Anyway, let's get into this match. Okay. We get Fletcher and Dak starting off. Fletcher with a hammerlock. Nice shoulder tackle on Dak. Nigel McGinnis on commentary makes this comparison between Mark Davis and Kyle Fletcher. He says Fletcher is the Ferrari to Davis's tank. Yeah. I see it. I, I mean, see I it. I agree where Fletcher is the high flying, showboating Ferrari, and Davis is the I'll come in and knock you down like a tank. Uh-huh. Oh, ow. Then we get Cash and Fletcher going at it. Cash with a Manhattan drop. Davis comes in. Dax and Davis begin to exchange chops. Fletcher back in. Dax with a two count. FTR double chopping Fletcher. Davis with a slam, then into a senton. And then a kick to the spine of Cash. Dax with three German suplexes to Fletcher. Aussie arrow on Dax gets a two count. Then we get a spike pile driver to Davis on the apron and FTR retains. But as stated, I don't think FTR was going to win this match. I thought it was going to be Aussie Open. Then Mark Davis breaking his wrist. Kind of had to change some stuff around. But, yeah. At least he didn't break his wrist whacking off. Yeah. I mean, that would have to suck for a guy. Well, how'd you break your wrist? Oh, I was jacking off. Just going hard at it. Just, you do the motion, and your wrist goes the other way, your hand goes the other way. Go. Kind of like Nick Chubb's foot or leg. Ah, don't remind me. Ah. <laughs> you watch freaking hockey and you get queasy over Nick Chubb's leg. That shit bit like a fucking pretzel. It looked like a cobra. That was the worst injury I've seen since I've been alive. I'm surprised his career isn't over. I've seen the Joe Thousand one, so. I'm surprised Nick Chubb's career isn't over. Also, Minka should just learn to not hit low anymore. Oh, kiss my ass. Don't be talking about Minka like that. Well, Minka's a dirty player. Minka's not a dirty player. Fucking yeah. Ray Lewis was a damn dirty player if we want to talk about dirty players. And stuff. Yeah, and Ray Lewis also killed two people. It's another time, another place. But so no. If you have to come out and say you're a dirty player, you're a dirty player. I don't hear anybody saying he's a dirty player but you. There's a lot of people saying he's a dirty player. But anywho. That's what, they're wrong. Main event time? Main event time. 
for the TNT title, which has its relevancy back. From a year ago, it went from being tossed around like a hooker to being the main event on a tribute show to Antonio Inoki. I could say something, but I'm going to be nice. The Christian Cage effect. I would do Christian Cage. Of course you would. <laughs> I think Christian Cage looks sexier now than he did back in the early 2000s when he was tag teaming. It's with... the turtleneck, isn't it? I don't know. I mean, he's got that like Sean Connery thing where the older he gets, the better looking he gets. Some men are Stick. just like that. It'd be like that for some men. Two to nothing, Rangers. So anyway, we want to get on. Let's get we, to the oh, main we, event. Why do we want to do that? Let's see, because the of, main event is fun. I think it's something else to bullshit about. Oh, nope. We can <laughs> bullshit after the main event. <laughs> So, this is going to be a two out of three falls match. Okay. We get a lockup. Darby with a back heel trip begins working on Christian's wrist. Christian spits in Darby's face. Christian with a wrist lock. Darby with a side headlock. Then we see Christian with an elbow to Darby. Darby puts Darby puts the turtleneck over Christian's eyes and gets a quick pin. And at this moment, our favorite commentator had this to say. Christian has done for turtlenecks what Britney Spears did for visible thongs. (laughs) Yeah. Then we see Christian with right hand to the Darby. <clears throat> the crowd is 50-50 with the Let's Go Darby and Let's Go Christian chant. Christian begins working on Darby's neck. Chris- the wind just blew my page away. <laughs> <laughs> and then Christian goes over to Nick Wayne's mom. And Nigel goes, Christian is single and ready to mingle. And we see Darby with a coffin drop on the floor. Christian gets his knees up as Darby is going for another coffin drop. Christian sends Darby into the announce table. Darby begins to fight back. Christian with a slam to Darby onto the stairs. Um, Christian does this again. And um, you can hear the crowd chanting, Darby is dead. Christian's gonna kill you. And Christian gets the count out, and so it is tied one-to-one. Hey, win by any means necessary. Win's a win, they say. Then we have the ref and the doctor checking on Darby. And then we see Christian is taking the canvas apart, exposing the wood that's underneath the canvas. The medical team has Darby on a stretcher, and Christian does a damn frog splash to Darby on the freaking stretcher. That was badass. 
That was really badass. As the crowd yells to Christian, you're a sick fuck. I don't care. That frog splash onto the stretcher. It's probably the moment of the night. No, second moment of the night for me. Darby is back in the ring. Christian hits the kill switch on the wood. Darby kicks out. Then Christian goes for a spear. Darby moves. We get a scorpion death lock locked in on Darby. Darby makes it to the ropes. Darby begins to fight back. Darby going for a coffin drop. Christian kicks out. Darby was going for a coffin drop again. Christian takes his legs out from under him. Then we get a sunset powerbomb. Christian with a spear to the ref instead of Darby. Nick Wayne grabs the title. Darby and Wayne are standing there. And then Wayne turns around and hits Darby with the title. And Christian gets the pin and retains the TNT title. I was not expecting the Nick Wayne turn heel. I wasn't either. I sensed that it was starting to come. Wasn't expecting it to be so soon, though. Mm Mm-mm. So your thoughts on the match before we get into the shenanigans afterwards? This is the match that is tied for match of the night with the Swerve match and the six-man match. It's been hard to choose between the three. Still haven't been able to. So all three get match of the night. They split the trophy in thirds. <laughs> okay, you think so. So, of course, after the match, you know, Christian is going to do some fuckery. Mm-hmm. Christian holds Darby as Wayne stomps at Darby. Sting comes out. Wayne takes an elbow. Sting lays out Christian. Luchasaurus comes out, slaps Sting. Then we get a three-on-one beat down to Sting. You beating a 60-year-old Sting. Come on, now. Christian jumps out of the ring, gets two chairs, because we're going to get a... Concerto. The lights go out, and we get a video package showing, showing someone getting into a car. And I didn't pay attention to this until somebody pointed it out. But if you notice as the car was driving... On the, rated R. On the road. Yeah, I didn't notice that until someone pointed also, it out. Also, the fireworks wasn't playing. The Mariners won the game on Friday night when they were filming that scene. And another thing, a lot of people wasn't expecting who it was. They were thinking it was uh, Sammy Callahan, because that's how Sammy Callahan's entrance starts. Huh. You know, on, when he was in Impact, it starts with him getting in the car. Hmm. And Mox has been pushing for Callahan to come to AEW, so a lot of people thought it was Sammy Callahan. But instead, after we get our little video package, we get the most five famous words in wrestling. You think you know me? And out comes the rated R superstar, formerly known as Edge, Adam Copeland. WWE fucked up by not having that trademarked. We're going to talk about that. So Copeland comes down to the ring, asks for the chair. Um, 
as his music hit though i noticed christian looked like what the fuck <laughs> like where are you coming from So Copeland gets the chair as Christian hands it to him and looks like Christian is going to hit Sting, but he turns around and hits Nick Wayne. Then he takes out Luchasaurus and Christian Cage bails out of the ring with his TNT title. Then Darby extends his hand to Copeland and he shakes it. Sting extends his hand to Copeland and he shakes it. I was very happy. All the meltdown on X was wonderful. Yeah, Twitter had a field day. Oh no, some dude threatened who lived in Asheville, because that's where Adam Copeland lives, who sees him in the grocery store, threatened to go up to him in a grocery store. And I'm like, that motherfucker at 50 years old will put you on your ass. Hey, he looks rejuvenated. I I know something that needs to be rejuvenated. But, um, no. And it ain't him. It, it, he looks like he's about to go on a fucking insane run. And he called out Okada today? I seen that. We're gonna talk about that. Hold on. Also, Beth Phoenix did the, um, opening part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, a few things. So when um, Edge appeared, the first thing Christian says is, "What do you want?" Like <laughs> you knew you you knew Christian knew he was there. Oh yeah, that he was fine. It's gonna take me a little time because uh oh I need to go through that. We're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about scrum. We'll talk about that. Yeah, about that. Oh. Mm, we'll talk about that later, too. Okay. So, that's all I got. I got a few things from the media scrum. Okay. If you want to get into that, or do you have any final thoughts on the overall pay-per-view? Pay-per-view of the year. The CM Punk money from him being fired, has been spent in a good way because Adam Copeland's here now. And maybe Mercedes Monet. I I think that TK spent the pyro money that he had earmarked when he had Cody Rhodes is going to Adam Copeland now. As it should. Adam Copeland has moved tickets. So... And I know ratings don't matter now because streaming and stuff exists. But I'm a, I'm entertained to see what the ratings are going to be tonight. We'll, we'll see. So, few things. Edge went on, on X and called out tribalism. Good for him. As you should. And I agree. Sometimes you just outgrow people, which... He had reached the ceiling in WWE. There was nothing else for this man to do. He had been in WWE for 25 years. Mm-hmm. There was nothing else for him to do. By him going to AEW, I'm going to give you a list of people he can have matches with. Kenny Omega, 
Hangman Page, Darby Allen, John Moxley, Kenta, Brian Danielson, MJF, Sting, Samoa Joe, Adam Cole, Andrade, Malachi Black, Chris Jericho, Claudio, Eddie Kingston, Jay White. Swerve. Swerve. Not to mention Okada, Osprey, Tanahashi, Naito. That's just four people from New Japan I would like to see him go up against. So. But, yeah. He just... He seems much more happier now. Than what he did. And I get it. WWE treated him well. And I will say they did let him go out on his own terms. And they let him have his final match with Sheamus. Which was a pretty decent match. Mm-hmm. So. I give WWE props for that. Yep. They didn't well, bury him on the way out. Yep. Before we get into things from the media scrum, though, um, during the um, Ricky Starks match, we had Moxley on commentary. And Moxley said this about Ricky Starks. He is pretty, but he's annoying with his mouth. I don't know whether to fight him or take him on a date. <laughs> Wonder how Renee feels about you saying that, Mox. You mentioned the um, trademark on Rated R Superstar. WWE abandoned that trademark on In May 2020. 2020. Which you know who bought that trademark now. TK. Mm-hmm. Um, another exchange between Excalibur and Moxley, if you didn't pick up on this, Demetrius Johnson was at the (laughs) pay-per-view. Excalibur, as they're showing Demetrius Johnson, says, Kenny Omega will face Demetrius Johnson. Moxley goes, what? Excalibur explains they are facing each other on video games. Moxley goes, oh, thought that would be on Dynamite. Hey, I wouldn't mind seeing Demetrius Johnson show up in more in AEW. I think he could actually do well as a pro wrestler. Maybe. Then, it's also during, just one of my favorite MMA fighters. Then during the Acclaim match, somebody asked JR about scissoring. And JR replied, I've never tried scissoring, but I have an open mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we know how JR gets down and dirty between the sheets. Five to nothing, Texas. But Russell Dream was great. Ten out of ten. MJF calling out Brian Alvarez was funny as fuck. Fuck Brian Alvarez. 
I get you not liking a guy, but making your whole show about hating on CM Punk is stupid. How many matches did we have? Ten? Hold on. Or on the main card. Hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Ten on the main card, and I think four. Okay. So I did I did a little thing on Twitter where I picked who I thought was gonna win. I went nine and two. Nice. But not bad for me. So during the media scrum, Edge said he has never been in the ring with Sting in his thirty one years of wrestling. And then it was announced that um, by TK that Adam Copeland would be facing Luchasaurus on Dynamite on October 10th because Dynamite will be moved because of the baseball playoffs from a Wednesday to a Tuesday. And they'll be going head-to-head with NXT, which NXT shit the bed and decided to bring in the big guns because they got scared. But AEW is not competition. And also, that night is also a very important night. Tony Khan's birthday. Mm-hmm. Copeland also said he's never been in the ring with John Moxley, Claudio Castanoli, or Samoa Joe. TK also announced that we're going to get a Jericho Omega versus Takeshita Guevara match. And MJF, during his part of the scrum, calls Adam Copeland Edge. And TK was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) To where MJF corrected himself and called him Adam Copeland. Yeah. But you know, as petty as freaking WWE is, they would have dropped a lawsuit. Somebody asked Christian, was he surprised to see Adam Copeland? And he said he didn't care that he is here. And um, during Christian's part of the scrum... <laughs> Somebody noted that every other wrestler that come out during the scrum talked about how much they love being here, how much they love the company. This place is awesome. Christian replied, I am just here to trash dead fathers and fuck single moms. Mm-hmm. In which, hey, I don't blame him for trying to get with Nick Wayne's mom. Oh, even Bully Ray said he'd put her through a table if you know what he means. It's the only thing I've agreed with Bully Ray on. Oh, and he called her a MILF. Like, he he literally called her a MILF on Monday. To the point I, that Mark Henry was dying. I agree. So, some outcomes from the pay-per-view. Zack Sabre Jr. says Brian Danielson never beat him via submission. 
and challenges him to a rematch either in Japan or England. Rev Pro? Maybe. Um, can I throw some facts? Just basic wrestling facts out? Yeah. You know how everybody bitches about the star rating? Yeah. So, New Japan has 85 five-star matches. And out of the 85 five-star matches, Will Ospreay has had 29 of them. Damn. That's because Ospreay's Wrestler of the Year. Yeah, I spoiled it for you. WWE has been around for 50 years, and they've only had 18 five-star matches. AEW has been around for four years, and they have had 25 five-star matches. And out of the 25, Kenny Omega has 12 of them, six from New Japan and six from AEW. I sent you a text message. To your telephone. Mm, I not got no texty message from me. Hold on. I don't know what that is. Mm. Neck health is very important. Yes, neck neck health is very important. So that that's all I have for Wrestle Dream. Show of the year might have been the greatest professional wrestling show of all time. Maybe. And that is that. So Oh, hold on. I want to bring up something. So, I'm sure we're going to talk about it, but in case we decide not to, are we not going to do our regular weekly review? Uh, do you just want to skim it real quick? Just add it on to this. We'll just skim through it real quick. No, I mean, we can skip it for the night if you want. We'll just talk about the main thing that happened last week. JYMJF. Like, hold on, hold on. Where am I at? The JYMJF thing is about the only thing oh, I really okay. want to talk about. Okay, there's a few things I want to talk about. Okay. So, from Dynamite on 927, the video package from Cole and MJF where they're on the boat and MJF says he's <laughs> on the boat. <laughs> I actually enjoyed it. It was hilarious. They've been great. They have been great. Um, I like the part where Cole says, you didn't bring me out here to hit me with the dynamite <laughs> diamond ring and throw me overboard. And MJF's <laughs> like, that's the last thing I would do. That's insane. And then they and Cole's like, we need to talk about his friendship thing. 
And MJF's like, well, it's not normal for me to have more than one friend. And he said he almost got caught last time he tried to throw a motherfucker overboard. <laughs> and then we get Captain Inferno, Paul White. And then they all have a beer together. And they all have a beer together. Oh, did you notice Sammy's new intro is like the Scarface stuff? Like no, I didn't name, know that. Yeah, well, his name on the Titantron. It's done in like the Scarface stuff. If you'll go back and check that out. Huh. There was something I wanted else to talk about. Oh, then we get the MJF Cole promo where they come out and Cole was going to say they're going to have to give up the ROH titles and MJF was like, hell no. He said, not after you made me wrestle twice in one night. <laughs> or as he said, made his fine kosher ass wrestle twice in one night. I agree. <laughs> you do have a fine kosher ass, MJF. I agree. Um, And then... Then Switchblade comes out. Does a great promo because everybody loves men with accents. Girls bang, love bang, men gang. with accents. I have a shirt that literally says that. Bang, bang, gang. The triple bang. I wouldn't mind seeing Jay White take the triple beat off of MJF. Jay White beats MJF, then Swerve beats Jay White. The only thing I have to complain, I think it the whole segment went a little long for me. Well, it also just followed the Adam Cole stuff. Yeah, I get that. So um, it was just kind of combined. Yeah. So uh, I could see where that makes sense. Yeah. Then JR did a sit down with uh, Darby and Christian prior to their Wrestle Dream match. And Darby says to Christian, everyone you talk about, talk shit about is dead. The easiest people to talk shit about. And Christian goes, well, why don't you bring everybody, including Nick Wayne's mom? Uh, and then he goes, never mind, I call her, I have her digits. <laughs> Christian, how do you get them digits if she doesn't want to talk to you? Mm. Julia had a good match with Willow. Yeah, that was good. Um, then, before Dynamite went off, we see Jay White getting beat up by four men all in black. Then we see somebody oh. in MJF's devil mask, and that makes it a five-on-one, and that's how Dynamite went off. The swerving hangman contract signed. Yeah, he stabbed him with a daggone pin. Swerve saying, what's a butt shot to a kill shot is the hardest line in any promo this year. What is a farmer to a mogul? Swerve won promo of the year with that one. Swerve could give promo class. I said that earlier and you said no. But yeah, Swerve, he needs to be champion. He needs to be the main champion of your company. Oh, maybe it was. Anything on Rampage I want to talk about? Oh, Rampage, they interviewed Zack Sabre Jr. 
I love he calls uh, Brian Danielson Dragon Bullocks. <laughs> it says that uh, Danielson's probably wrapped in bubble wrap. British language is funny. Oh, so I want to start using British language and then go around calling people cunts because in Britain, that means friend. I call people cunts anyways. I mean, me and your Aunt Alita call each other cunts when we call each other. Hey, cunt, what's up? How's my cunt doing? I just call people cunts because they're cunts. Mm, oh, the uh, Soho Sheeta match on Rampage? That was decent. That was good. The Juice Andrade match for Collision was really good. That was good. Um, oh, the Eight Man match about, on oh, Collision was good. We'll talk about it. Um, I put Juice is really underrated as a wrestler. I think he's fairly rated. Um, the Tony Storm promo where we got part two, and she goes, "RJ asks what's been the peak of her career." She says, "Now," and what is he implying? And she says that the business can be a cruel mistress. She does miss the good old days. It was a simpler, happy time. You slap on a backwards hat, slap a a pie in someone's face, and they love you. And if they have forgotten what a star looks like, well, chin up, tits out, and I'll have to remind them. Then she proceeds to ask RJ if he is coming on to her. And he says no. And Storm goes, what's the matter? I'm not good enough for you. (laughs) Uh, I, I would have her husband, who happens to be Juice Robinson, bust in with some crazy shit. Oh, if they added Juice to Tony Storm's character art, that would be entertaining. It's already entertaining. Yes, I am so digging her new character. Um, oh, here you... it was. It was the Kingdom versus Best Friends. The Kingdom come out with their suitcases. And Mike Bennett come out with their new wiener shirt. (laughs) Or it says, punch him in the wiener. And Nigel says, there's nothing wrong with that shirt. And then Nigel goes on to proceed to say that Matt Taven is a hit with the ladies. He ain't wrong. I wonder why. Might be something downstairs. Matt Taven could hit me all night. Mm. That somebody noticed when we saw them wrestle live. Against the Briscoes. I do not refer to Matt Taven as penis popper for no reason. Dude got a huge dick. And he don't hide it. Was that the Briscoes last match? No. Their last match was with FTR. Was it? Yeah. Their last match was the dog collar match with FTR. But that was the last time we seen them live. Oh, it's also the first time we've seen them live. live. Man, that sucks. I love the Briscoes. Trying to think. Oh, they did a uh, TMDK promo on Collision. The Acclaim rolled up. And uh, then one of the dudes from TMDK started laying down some bars. And one of the other dudes is like, stop, you're making us look like nerds. <laughs> um, Zack Sabre Jr. joined commentary for the Aussie Open. Starks, Big Bill versus FTR, Utah Danielson match. Saber Jr. and Nigel hating on Danielson was hilarious. 
And then Kevin Kelly says that it's big word Saturday on collision. Because they were using big words, Nigel and uh, Zack Sabre Jr. I need Rick Abani back on collision. Oh, Ricky Starks tells Nigel he's the best commentator he's ever heard in his life. Nigel is a good commentator. You hear Kevin Kelly go, what are we, chopped liver? (laughs) Yeah, you are. Because Rick Abani is better than you. Nigel calls uh, Brian Danielson brittle. Brian Danielson is that. Goes, I like that. (laughs) That was a pretty decent match between them two. But, yeah. Anyway, so do we think it's in the match? After going back and watching... Dynamite. I'm going with the Kingdom, Roddy, and oh Adam no, Cole. I I know and the four that attack Jay White and Britt Baker's in the mask. It's the Kingdom, Roderick Strong, Kyle Wright. I can see that. It's not AC because yeah, his ankle injury is actually real. Sadly. Sadly, it's real. But who's in the but devil? Is it though? But is it I... though? Do we have actual proof? Has Tony Khan come out and said that he actually will be out? Britt posted a picture of his foot. You can post pictures of anybody's foot and say it's yours. But um, the whole could be lying. I don't know who it is. Oh, Tampa Bay, just give up. It is seven to nothing. Oh, fuck. That's got to suck. What? About an hour ago, TK came out and said there's an issue affecting the TBS listing. Oh, yeah, I saw that. And it's showing that Dynamite is scheduled for four. And then he goes, please check to ensure that your DVR is set for our usual start time. (laughs) I wouldn't mind seeing Adam Copeland versus Okada. Um, Roderick Strong says social media is the devil, the internet's the devil, television is the devil, Max. Okay, that makes sense. How I was bitching about the Statlander-Julia Hart match. What? The reason they didn't put the belt on Julia Hart is because she's getting married on October 13th. Uh-huh. So that makes sense. Why would you put the belt on somebody that's going to be gone for a little while? Well. But anyways. I'm going to go have dinner. Wait for AEW to come on. 
I don't know what I'm having for dinner. I'm having hamburgers. Oh, shit. That last episode of Oshaka was looking good. I'm going to have to, yeah, I'm going to have to pay for Disney and get that. Finish watching it. Okay, that's all I got. So, okay. We'll see you people next week for Dynamite, Rampage, and Collision. Yeah, if we get around to it, we might talk about Loki season two. Because we love some Loki. Yeah. Loki is good. But, okay. Goodbye, people. Dusted Daniel.